not just about the food, it's also celebrating our independence, and uh, we love that, and we love that we have the ability to do that. Um, also, as I'm talking about uh, these announcements, tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but Wednesday, we have uh, brunch and Bible study. Now, usually, it's been done online. We went online uh, during COVID, and then with the school and everything that's happened with the school, we are not able to meet on Wednesdays anymore for the brunch part of the Bible study. You have to take your own brunch to your own house or wherever you are, but uh, because of the summertime, this week on Wednesday, the staff and our interns are going to prepare breakfast for, or a brunch, I guess, for all of you who would like to come and be a part of that brunch and Bible study. So uh, anyway, that's going to happen as well. It's so good to be here with all of you today. And I know some of you have been asking me, so what's the announcement? You know, you're wondering about the announcement that I have for today. Um, you know, it's been over, I was thinking about, I started as a youth pastor in 98. Um, so I've been in youth ministry for a long time, or in ministry for a long time, started in youth ministry in 98. And uh, I just, it's been a, a privilege for me and it's been awesome that I've been able to do that. But I've been in church a long, even longer than that. And in all of my life in church, I have never been able to make an announcement like I'm about to make, and I believe that it's God's providence and God's blessing on us as a church, and uh, knows, God knows that we have a, a thing that's uh, special happening here, and so I'm just uh, grateful to be able to announce today that our mortgage is paid in full. Just completely, we are... We have, in fact, I, I, I brought the, uh, the mortgage with me and, you know, I'm not quite sure I understand it except for the symbolism of uh, uh, paid in full. It actually says change in terms of agreement. You have paid uh, all of it that was due uh, with uh, signatures by Mike McClarty on here. And um, Pastor uh, Paul is the one who uh, made the transition here it, Pastor uh, Mark is the one who signed this one. It was probably a refinance or something, but we're done. And so it's because of all of you that contributed, like we made some sacrifice. I know some of you did, so I'm thankful for that. But uh, to mark this occasion, I've, uh, and I um, want to make sure that we do this right, everybody that was part of this church, and I, I hope I got everybody an email, but when you, if you were part of this church whenever you made the move from Louisville to here, I'm going to ask you to come forward. Uh, really, we're going to come forward, and it's going to be, you don't have to if you don't want, if you don't feel comfortable, but uh, just come up here, and uh, you can stand right in here. What we're going to do is we're going to have a, a, a time of prayer, uh, thankful for God's blessing, and then asking him to continue to guide us as he blesses us in the future, and um, I'm going to ask you all to help me do that. I see Jim Jacobs coming. I know there's more than that that uh, was part of this building purchase. Yeah, if you were, come on. We want to... Everybody who's coming forward are people who were part of this whenever this building was purchased 20 years ago. So y'all, come on, gather around up here. We're, gonna, we're just, we're just going to have a time of prayer together. You can just press in together here. And then while they're coming, I'm going to ask, I don't want to get too crowded up here, but everybody who has, is on the board now or has served on the board over the last 20 years, would you, or even before that, ever in this church, would you stand up? I just want you to stand up. If you're on the board now or have served on the church board, uh, I want you to know that everybody who's standing now, plus those who are here, are who have made this 
transition possible. This, uh, the leadership involved in the church board through the years. And you guys just remain standing. I'm going to ask you guys to just stand there and pray with us. Like I said, I didn't want to get too. Um, and then here in a moment, we're going to to burn this mortgage. But the, the idea here is to, we just want to thank God. And I thank God for each of you who were here and had a hand in this. Uh, it took vision from Pastor Paul to move the church forward from Louisville to here. And then it has taken a continued leadership from all of you and those who have served in leadership throughout the years to get us to this point. So we're so very grateful. But if you guys would, let's just uh, pray together. God, today I stand here with people who have invested a lifetime in this church. And we are grateful for all that uh, you have done through them. God, I'm thankful for the vision of those standing around me and Pastor Paul who 20 years ago made a decision based on your leadership. And I know the stories, I've heard the stories of the money that was raised and the, and the um, capital stewardship campaigns and the building payments that had to be made. Uh, and all of that leads to this moment of having a building now that is paid in full. I believe the initial amount was $1.4 million. And then today is completely paid for. We're thankful for them and the vision that you gave them and for them sticking with it. I'm also grateful for uh, each person who's standing and maybe those that aren't standing that have been involved in the church leadership over the years because it's, it's because of them that um, the leadership and the vision has been sustained. It never stopped. It didn't die. It was always moving forward. And so God, today we're here grateful. And now we're going to ask you to together collectively as a group, would you help us as we look forward to the vision that you have for us in the future? Would you help us be able to step into that vision? Would you help us to follow you in every step that you would have us? We don't want to get out of it. Your will for us. We want to stay right in the middle of it. We want to do what you want us to do and we want to do it the way that you want us to do it. So God, just be with us and stand with us, we pray, as we move forward, reaching people for Jesus. And it's in his name we ask. Amen. 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 Isn't that awesome? I think that's a smoke alarm above your head. It, it is? I think so. Yeah, but I'm going to take a chance here. Um, we... Yeah, so I actually have, I don't know if you've ever seen one, it's a tiny little lighter. I'm excited about that. And uh, <laughs> I was actually going to ask, because his name is on it, if Mike McClarty would come forward and do the honors and, uh, and light this thing on fire for us. The, the smoke detector, I think we're going to be okay. It's not going to be a ton, but we're going to, this is symbolic, right? We are debt free as of today. And there it goes. It went out. It went out. You got to do it again. Yeah. There you go. You got it now. Um, there it goes. Look. It's going to burn. I should have gotten one of those. Uh, if, the, if the smoke alarm goes off, I have a smoke alarm expert here. In uh, Mr. Tom. He'll take care of that for us. There it goes. It's burning up. Now listen, a momentous occasion um, because 20 years ago, $1.4 million financed and then all the way to today, now it's paid for. And so we're grateful. That frees us up to move, to do more, uh, more ministry, more mission, and we want to stay on what God wants. So thank you guys all so much. Uh, you guys can go and be seated. We have the ashes here and uh, we'll... 
deal with those after we get through. And, you know, I think that it's a, it's a great day to do this because here we are on a day of, everybody's going to be watching the smoke, right? It's a swirly. Hey, it's a, it's a day of, so we have vacation Bible school, right? This has been an awesome time. All the kids doing their thing. Uh, Jessica did a fantastic job. I have to tell you, VBS was amazing. I love what she did. She was able to coordinate everything. Uh, one of the smoothest run VBSs that I've been a part of. But we were able to see today what is going on. That is our future, right? The children and the, the leaders, the teens who helped so many teens. I'd say um, at least half the leaders were teens this week, the volunteers. So all of that was uh, going on. And because of us and those who have went before and those who have taken time to follow the vision to invest in this building, to invest in this church. Now we get to help our kids and let them see what it is that we're doing. Let them see what we're following. So some of you today are guests. You're not um, from our church or don't attend regularly. Well, uh, this is an amazing event for us and we're happy about that. Um, I can't believe that I'm able to stand here today and say that we are debt-free. And I promised them that I wouldn't take really much more than 10 minutes this morning because we've had the kids and I know that the taco meat is getting warm and the ice cream is uh, probably going to be melting soon. We want to get to all that, but I, I really want to just talk about the amazingness of transition from... Um, a building and a vision and then what do we do with that now? Like what do we do? How are we setting our kids up? What example are we setting for them? What are we doing? And I believe and I declare today that I believe we are standing on a precipice. We're standing on a precipice. Will we continue the dream that started so many years ago or will we now rest that that dream has been realized? It's amazing to me that uh, what has happened through this church, the people that have been involved in the ministry and in the different buildings since the church was planted in 1967. A simple vision realized by a young preacher and all of us here are the result of God's blessing and providence and somebody following his vision. So the question for us today is what do we do now? What do we do now? Behind us is the culture of American church reinforced by generations of churchgoers. In front of us is the call to integral mission, to being the church. We tried to present the gospel message a little bit differently here because Jesus didn't die on the cross only so that um, our sins could be forgiven and we could spend eternity with him in heaven. While we will be able to do that and we celebrate with that, he also taught us how to live and what the kingdom of God is and that everywhere we go, those of us who claim to be with Christ take that kingdom with us. That's integral, integral mission. I don't stand here today to vilify our past. I'm a product of the church. My dad was miraculously saved when I was a child. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for the history of the church. We owe everything to those who came before us. In fact, those who are, were standing today, we stand on their shoulders. They're the ones who set it up. 
But I do believe we do our ancestors a disservice if we do not become all that God has called us to become. You know, there's no doubt that our culture is changing, right? People have become lovers of themselves, lovers of money, lost in sin, but they refuse to call it that. Um, but if you look at the Bible, you think, well, it kind of looks like that. You, it's been around forever. If you just read the scriptures, you see that humanity's struggle is the same today as it was in times of Bible. I think what vexes us today, what causes us to think is we live in a world that 100 years ago was unthinkable. As in days of the Bible, people struggle with lust and drunkenness and debauchery and gluttony and envy and pride. I mean, you name it. Today, they struggle with it. In Bible times, they struggle with it. Here's the thing about the church, though. The church has existed as a beacon of hope, like a light on a hill, beckoning people to come and receive and see this gospel and understand the kingdom of God. It used to be that People came to the church and we were able to share this good news with them, but I think that has changed. Did you know, here's some interesting numbers, 80% of people in the United States claim to be Christian. No joke, evangelical Christian believers. 80% of people in the world, in the United States. That sounds great, except when you look at it, only 17% of the U.S. population is in church this morning. Do you know that? 17% of the United States population attends one church service a week. It's even more interesting or even strange that when surveyed, 40% of people claim to have been in church this week. <laughs> We've got a problem. <laughs> the point is that people aren't coming to church anymore. If we're to continue the mission our forefathers began... We must adapt, right? Let's bring it home and let's look around this church. Did you know that within five miles of our church, there are about 125,000 people? Five miles of our church. Uh, of those 125,000 people, 82%, by the way, are families with children. It's incredible. If you take the average of people who are in church on Sunday morning, which is 17%, then you realize there's roughly 21,000 people in church today or this week. One service, there's 21,000. And that sounds great until you realize that there's almost 104,000 people within five miles of this church who will not attend a church service this week. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like I said, it used to be that the church opened its doors and welcomed people and they came and we shared the gospel. They don't do that as much. Our job as the church, as the ecclesia of God is not to vilify those who don't go to church, but somehow let them know the church is here. VBS does a great job of that. Tells everybody around. You saw the videos, 225 kids here. Look, the church is here. There's a community called the kingdom of God that we have and that we believe in. 
I'm grateful for the dream of a young preacher who had the foresight to start a new church in Louisville, Texas. I'm grateful for the leadership who made the church continue to go over the years. I thank God for the vision of Pastor Paul and others who saw this building for sale and took a leap of faith. And if you, talk, if you could talk to any of them, you saw the one standing, ask them questions about hardships that they went through. A $1.4 million mortgage and they weren't able to pay their electric bill sometimes. And here we are today, retiring a debt. It's amazing. So now what? I started off saying we stand on the precipice. But the precipice, precipice of what? Honestly, I think it's amazing that this is VBS Sunday, the same day that we're announcing the mortgage burning. We have the legacy of leadership that has brought us to this point while we're looking at the future and what it holds for us. So today, a short Bible lesson. I want to take a look at the Israelites and see how they responded when they were presented with a decision and they were standing on their own precipice, on their own vision, on their own future. And just to catch you up, the Israelites, when they left Egypt, there's no doubt that God had brought them to this moment. The children of Israel had been slaves in Egypt and God sent Moses to deliver them. You know the story. It took 10 plagues for them to be convinced, for Pharaoh to be convinced to let his children go. And God had miraculously delivered them from Pharaoh's army by parting the Red Sea. God led them out of Egypt and across the wilderness. Now they're standing on the edge of the promised land, ready to enter in. And what do they do? Well, let's look. In Numbers chapter 13, we're going to start with verse 17. There's notes in uh, the church's uh, app. If you want to download the church app, you can get notes there. Uh, Numbers chapter 13, though, starting with verse 17. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on into the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. I kind of feel like today we're on this edge like they were. A decision to make. Do we move forward or not? Just a little history. The church, this church was uh, founded in 1967. It began to serve the community in Louisville. And uh, the Reverend Gordon Engle, fresh out of college, young guy, had this vision to start a church, plant a church in Louisville, Texas. Fast forward to the year 2001, Pastor Paul Marshall and the church leadership decided to purchase this property, which by the way, I contacted Pastor Paul and his daughter and he just was not able to be here today. This is really, really special. They dedicated this new building and inaugurated the new name on July 7th, 2002. Today is almost to the day, 20 years from the first service held in this building for this church. The church has since been involved in many fruitful ministries like Faith Promise, 3D Discipleship, Upward Sports, some of you might remember some of these, Work and Witness, 
There's been many ministries. In the last three years alone, God has allowed us to, we, we do the Easter egg hunt now, the Christmas tree walk. Uh, we've helped the Nazareno DFW, which is our Brazilian church ministry, the Korean Praise Church, and I've seen them, they're here this morning. And of course, Harvest Christian Academy, that's just in the last three years. As we mention these things, we never forget that they all happened because of the sacrificial investment of people. People that have been involved have invested their time. They have invested their money. Many of you have invested money to help with this. And it takes all of those things. We've been waiting on the air conditioner, right? Finally, it's in. I hope you noticed that. It's nice. We did have a little water explosion. Don't look up in the back. They're going to fix that this week. <laughs> but all those things take money. And so people invest and they, they give their tithe. There's even been times that people have taken second mortgages on their homes so that the church could continue. People have given their time and have come up and painted walls and fixed doors and toilets. All different things. As you can see, our church has a rich history and we want to honor that history filled with people who at one time stood on this edge and each time have taken the step to move forward into what God had for them. So today is one of those days. We have to decide, do we press on or do we retreat into the wilderness of mediocrity? It's time to step up and stand up and be counted. So what do we have to do to continue this path that God has set us on? Two things quickly, just a couple of minutes. We have to have a vision. We have to have a vision. Numbers 13, uh, verse 2, earlier in our scripture, the Lord said, send some men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites from each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. In many ways, I think the journey that I've been on, personally, I've explored the world of church. I've been to different churches, and God has given me a clear vision of our future. And I'm here to tell you that the land God has for us is flowing with milk and honey. It is rich and it is ready if we stay in the path that he has called us to. I, I just listed some of the ministries that we've started. Each one has been successful because we're staying in his path. God will help us lead our friends and our families and our neighbors into this kingdom. A place that we can be set free from bondage. Where we can discover God's mercy and grace. And he has called us to show them the way. Being a member of the kingdom of God today is different than it used to be because like I started out, it used to be we opened the doors, we said, hey, we're a church, put a cross on the building and people were like, oh, I'm going to church. They don't do that anymore. So it's up to us to go into the world and to explore and be with them and show people the kingdom. In our church, we've had many years to consider all that God can do. We've seen his past fruitfulness and we should believe in his future provision. But will we believe enough to take whatever the next step is that God has for us? How can we not continue in his vision when we see everything he's done? As we think of souls that have been saved and lives that have been touched. Marriages that have been restored and 
addictions that have been broken in this building, tears shed on these altars because Jesus has changed somebody's heart and life all because of the faithfulness of people in this church. How can we not continue? Listen, when we see those things, we want to continue. Second thing is this. We have a decision to make. So what decision will we make? In this account of the 12 spies, everyone who looked at the opportunities could see the evidence of his greatness. All 12 spies came back and said, the land is good. In thir Numbers 13, 27, it says, all 12 spies said, we went into the land you sent us and it does flow with milk and honey. Here is its fruit. Read the story. They had uh, grapes so big that they had to carry it on a stick between the two of them, a pole. Like, it was amazing what they saw. But 10 of the spies, they were hesitant. They essentially said, we cannot do it. They are giants. We are grasshoppers. That's not what I want to focus on, though. I can only imagine 20 years ago, when, or 21, when the planning started, and they said, oh, how can we do it? One and a half million dollars. How are we going to do that? That's a giant, and we're only grasshoppers. Here's God's message to us today, though. This is what I believe. Here's what Caleb said. In verse 30, we should go up and take possession of the land for we certainly can do it. Caleb, he, he will lead us, Caleb said, he, repeatedly, he will lead us. He will give it to us. Do not be afraid. The Lord is with us. Joshua and Caleb were two of the 12 spies who saw the giants but they saw God as larger than the giants. They knew that the God who had led them there would not abandon them. And look at us today. Here we are in a place celebrating Vacation Bible School in a building that was begun 20 years ago. Celebrating the fruits and the fruitfulness of the church and its ministries. So I believe we're again on the precipice. Will we step in? The Israelites were once at the same edge. It was at this edge that they found themselves in a crisis of belief. With overwhelming evidence of God's power behind them, suddenly and inexplicably they begin to question and stop moving forward. I'm here to tell you that as long as I'm the pastor, we will not make that same mistake. We <laughs> I believe with all that is in me that God is moving us in a specific direction. That our mission and our vision, our why to love like Jesus so lives are changed. Our process, the way we move through that, the ministries that we do, the way our church is, is going, it, the church is changing. But I believe that we have to. I think it's the method that God has given us to become the movement that he has called us to. I can tell you, and Bruno's going to come up, and, and we're going to close with a song, but, and this is it. But I, I want to tell you that something special is happening right now in our church. 
Something special is going on. I, I, I'm just excited. It's more than revival. I believe revival. And next week, um, Michael and the teens, they're going to talk a little bit. They're going to give you some things about what happened at teen camp and the revival that really started in their hearts there. I'm, I'm excited about that. So be here next week and hear some of that. But not only is it a revival that has started, it is a movement. Something is different. There's an electricity in the air. There's a reason that God allowed us to pay off $120,000 of what was left of a $1.5 million mortgage in two months. There's a reason that we're um, partners with, all, with Harvest and with all the ministries that we have going on. There's a reason that these things are happening. I'm so excited about what God has for us. I don't even know what that is yet. We may look in another 10 years or 20 years and say, man, I wish it was a, only a $1.5 million building. <laughs> we just paid off a $10 million, whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying God is leading us. God is doing something special. I have people, and some of you are here today, that have come to me and said, hey, I've got a special gift that I want to, to use in the church. Can I do this? Can I start this ministry? Can I uh, help you with the app? Can I do this on the website? Can I... God is doing something. And if we are going to stay in the flow of what he's doing, then we have to step with him. So will we step? Whatever that is. And I can promise you that as the leader of this church, my every desire is only to do what God wants. If you ever get mad at me, please come talk to me. But I'm always going to say, I just felt like that's what God wanted. Some of you here are prayer partners with me, and I appreciate that. It's not just me making decisions. I, I want us as a collective group. Let's do what God wants. We're standing at the edge. Let's not retreat into the wilderness of mediocrity. Let's press into what God has for us in the future of this church. God, this morning, we are so grateful that we can celebrate this today. Not only a tremendous blessing of paying off our building, but Vacation Bible School and all of the children and the families and their lives that were touched. And just the one story that Teresa shared, and I know there's countless others. And um, I just, man, we're grateful to be a part of a church. I am that reaches people, that shows what your kingdom is, that is doing more than just opening the door and saying, please come to church, that is becoming the church to our community. I pray you would help us, guide us in every step. Please, God, don't let us step out of your will or your path or your desire. 